Hello there. Welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. I am Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And we are here today to talk about S2E23 of Pretty Little Liars, entitled Eye of the Beholder. Season 2, episode 23. We're getting very close to the finale now. Two episodes ago after this. Oh boy. And it's, there's a lot of good stuff in this episode. Yeah, it's heating up. Literally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we start off the episode, uh, this is, this is, you know, previously, uh, Arya put on the red coat in Brookhaven and somebody recognized her as potentially being Vivian Darkbloom. So we start off with presumably back in Rosewood at the cupcake place. Lucky Leon's cupcake place. Yeah. Which I think is where Caleb and Hannah went that one time for like a little date across the street. But, mm-hmm. uh, so the four liars are getting coffee there and Arya is, Telling them what happened with the guy who thought that she was Vivian. She's still wearing the coat mm-hmm. in the scene. Arya should always wear that coat. Yeah, it's a good look for her. Uh, and, and Hannah says, he was cute from the back. And Arya says, yeah, and so is his friend, under different circumstances. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Is he like uh, like six years too young for Arya? <laughs> I guess. I mean, he looks like he's probably like early 20s. But who knows with this show? Yeah, really. And who knows of Arya? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, his name is Duncan. Uh, he was in Florida for about a year, which is why he doesn't know what's what's up with Vivian. Mm-hmm. Um, that he had met her in Brookhaven, a couple doors down from the Creepy Doll Hospital. And Spencer wants to know like exactly what Arya told him. Spencer's, you know, her her guard is always up. Yeah, Spencer, yeah, especially, uh, Arya's really, like, reporting to Spencer in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, Hannah ponders, like, was there something romantic going on between Allison and this, this Duncan guy? And Spencer, classic Spencer says, I don't think Allison wasted Vivian on flirting. When she mm-hmm. put that coat on, she wanted something. Yeah. And Arya's told this guy that she's a friend of Vivian's and she hasn't seen Vivian since she, since Vivian gave her the coat, her being yeah. Arya. Yeah, and Spencer's like, well, Allison wouldn't w- waste that code on anyone. Uh, Arya's going to get more info later. She, she, you know, elects herself to do that. And Emily's like, anyone could have been wearing that coat. And Arya says, but it was me. Yeah, which is kind of creepy. Well, and let's be real. Uh, Emily, we like your spunk and all, but if Arya is actually invested in getting some information, she's going to get some information. Yeah, yeah. yeah once Arya actually, actually gives a damn about mm-hmm. something. Um, so then Spencer looks over cause about a block down the street, she sees a car pulling up, she's a driver, somebody's getting it's like out. A, it's like a town car with a driver. Yeah. It's the fucking Jenna thing. Jenna thing with Toby mm-hmm. kind of helping her out. Uh, she's got the glasses on that she has what appears to be a big bandage uh, on one eye. Like the glasses are on top of the bandage, but apparently she's had the operation. Yeah. And... This kind of shocks all the girls, but Spencer especially, of course. And the episode, the opening kind of ends with just like Spencer just like sitting back down in her, her seat, like just kind of heavily affected by well, she, seeing Spence Toby. Is like, she stands up and kind of walks a couple steps and her and Toby lock eyes, but he just gives her this like hard, you know, like unfeeling look and then turns away. And so Spencer just sits back down. Which is weird because basically that's Toby's normal look, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also known as his face. Yeah. Thing that his face does. Yeah, so then there's Arya. Arya. I have to say, I really love Lucy Hale in this episode. Really? 
She has a lot of good material here, and I like what she does with it. Okay. Um, She's meeting with Duncan in the school quad. Mm-hmm. They're going to meet up later. Yeah. And I like how he's like, he's, he leads off with, he asks Arya if, if Arya is her real name. And is it my imagination here? Or does this just ever so slightly throw Arya off a little bit? Well, she's like, what? Mm-hmm. Of course uh, it is. Why would you ask that? It's very interesting. Is I don't have an of... evil twin. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, uh, the older men dealing with the girls in this episode asking the, the girls if they can ask them a question. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he has to ask that. Duncan has to ask that because he knows that Vivian's real name wasn't Vivian. And so... And he wants to know her real name. Well, it's like a test for Arya here. You know, yeah. like he, he wants to know how well do you really know this Vivian? Do you know Vivian's real name? Mm-hmm. And Allison, or Arya does, of course, says Allison. And then I really love this moment. He says, Oh, so where is she? And he has this like, just kind of, I don't know, innocence, not quite the right word, like unsuspecting, you know, yeah. look on his face. Oh, so where is she? And Arya, and this is where I think Lucy Hale does a great job of kind of like, you know, the, the expressions her face goes through is she's like, um, Allison's dead. <laughs> well, she, she starts it very slowly. She says that Allison disappeared Labor Day weekend. And he's like, what? You know, and then she kind of. So no, go- she says she's dead right off the bat. You sure? I thought she yeah. said that, that she disappeared and then they found her body a year later. No, that's her explanation. But she, oh. she leads off with, she's just like, Duncan, Allison's dead. Mm. And this is clearly news to this guy. He's just like, what? <laughs> Yeah, he because he immediately leads off with the cops know who did it, and uh, she says we don't really trust the cops on this one, mm-hmm. which it's got to be like it's easiest to swallow some hard news. This has got to be the kind of complicated answer to that he doesn't need. Well, it's fascinating to kind of hear the story from the liars that Allison was killed and they didn't find her body for a year. They don't they don't really trust the cops. Yeah, um, and then Duncan's like. You're the one who kept the journals. The writer. She talked about you. Yeah. And Arya just looks thrilled at that uh, discovery. Yeah, yeah, she but is. Ali talked about me? Go on. Allison, it turns out, talked about all four of them. Because mm-hmm. he says there was four of you, weren't there? Um, she keeps trying to, like, just, like, pound him with more questions. But he doesn't want to talk there. Well, what do you think clued him in that she was the one who kept journals? Was it just, like... Arya talking about how they don't trust the cops. He's just like, this bitch is absurd. It must be Arya. Uh, Tremor, what is she wearing in this scene? I don't remember. Nothing that really stood out. Although with Arya, it's like you just start, stop noticing after a while. <laughs> Every once in a while. And then sometimes something is that even more absurd. Blows the roof off of it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, it's interesting that he does kind of zone in. You would think it'd be simply just because she's the only brunette. Or uh, uh, she's... um brunette and short mm-hmm. Hannah obviously would like also stand out but um yeah so he doesn't want to talk here he'll call her later um but he says you said that allison disappeared labor day weekend and she's like yeah and he's like i saw her that weekend and aria's like what <laughs> um so then there's a very weird sequence where the the four girls are walking down like a one of the neighborhood streets talking about everything um they see garrett's car up ahead as it's like peeling off mm-hmm. from where it was parked spencer she's not sure at this point if they should trust or believe duncan and aria is like well he was way too broken up when i told him about Allie to be lying well i believe spencer after aria tells the story spencer says do we believe that 
Um, I almost want to say Melissa Hastings. Like, do you think Spencer Connor works like the dude in The Big Lebowski, where she just like, like steals the language of every new this, group? This that aggression she will not stand, man. Yeah, in the parlance of our times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> does he Garrett speeding off? As soon as Garrett speeds away, all four girls get a text from A, which is where there's smoke, there's payback. A. And so they look up and they spot Jenathan and Toby are talking to like some cops or some firemen or something at their house. They're like kind of walking around the front of the house as Toby's like, Toby's like being very animated and pointing at shit. Talking of his hands. Yeah. And so the liars all assume that he's talking about the night of the Jenna thing accident. Of course. Um, and so now they're like, well, great. We're like, we're getting ratted out. And Spencer's like, well, I've, I fucked up Toby so much, you know, with all the mind games I played with him that who knows, he could be, you know, working for Jenna now and telling the cops anything she wants. But there's almost like a, there's like a melancholy sense of pride in that comment, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I fucked him up good. Fucked him I up ruined him. I, I ruined him. I ruined him more than his face is ruined. When, um, for all we know, Toby's like talking to like the local permit guy about like, well, we really wanted to put a garden over here, but yeah. you know, the city ordinance says blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, he's but yeah, he's like, what do you mean we're not up to code? My my sister's fucking blind here. Why do people mm-hmm. keep shitting on us like that? Yeah. Um. So they say, uh, one of them says, well, we blinded Jenna, and then I think Emily's the one who says, well, Allison and us blinded Jenna, and then my love's like a cop walks right past them, <laughs> well within earshot. There's a great like going into commercial shot here though, where we go from the four girls. Like via the cop, he passed, he crosses the street, we pass over the street and walks up to like, uh, the fire department guy and probably the detective as they're talking to Toby and Jenna. And then the camera kind of just like hovers up over them a little bit. It's, it's a very cool floaty crane shot kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, but later, uh, we're at Hollis College. Edger's laying on his couch on his back, writing papers when Ella knocks and comes on in. I almost like how Ezra has to like suddenly stand up, you know, and like be yeah. presentable whenever somebody like that shows up. Well, what I love too is that he he wasn't going to get up off his back for for whoever was knocking. Like if it was like a student, he would yeah, he, he a little too casual. He'd just been like greatest final. Yeah, <laughs> leave it on my desk. And get out. Um, he offers her chocolate milk and apples. That's what he has. And Ella's just like Jesus Christ. <laughs> And she's like, I want to be clear, I'm still not on Team Ezra here. I'm not your ally. It might just look that way in comparison to my douchebag of a husband. Yeah. Yeah. She's and, she's open to listening, but that's it. And Ezra's like, Oh, so so you want me gone too. And it's interesting because Ella, like, they're talking about the job offer, and Ella says, Well, I don't really have an opinion on that. And Ezra actually Ezra, this is a pretty good episode for Ezra. He looks at her and he's like, Yes, you do. <laughs> and Ella's like, Yes, I do. Yeah, Ezra Ezra gets a little power back in this yeah. episode. And but, he says, uh, it does actually matter what you think of me. Well, I feel like she was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know? um, but then so she asks him if Arya's ever mentioned somebody who might have tried to bully her or take advantage of certain things going on in her life. Well, I like how she says, you know, has Arya ever mentioned someone bullying her? And then she's like, no, let me put it in a different way, you know. Someone who would use this situation to hurt her. Yeah. And Ezra says, not her, not intentionally. And Ella says, well, what about you? And he says, there might have been, but not anymore. Which, what the fuck? <laughs> Are you seeing me talking about Jackie Molina? No, I think he's I think he's resolute about what he's about to do. 
You think he's talking about Byron? Yeah, I think he's talking about Byron. Hmm. Okay. Because the the his response to the job offer to go to New Orleans is still mm-hmm. hovering. Like they're waiting for his callback. I guess I took this to mean like he's thinking, oh yes, there was Jackie Molina, but after I murdered her, it's no longer a problem. Jackie Molina, who we don't ever hear from again, right? Um, I I'm not sure. I don't I don't think so. I mean, last we left it though, she was still teaching at Hollis College, right? Well, wasn't Ari going to blackmail her? Like, we don't know if that ever went through or not. But didn't she throw that back in Arya's face? Yeah, but then I'm sure Ezra knew about it. See, this is why I assume that, like, sometime off screen, Ezra murdered her. And that's why he's like, no, that's not a problem anymore. What if Arya and Ezra, like, uh, murdered her together and then they made love on her body? You just read my mind. <laughs> With the paper. They put the paper back on Jackie Melina's head. <laughs> yes. Uh,. Yeah, so later, uh, Arya stops by Spencer. Antlers on her head. Yes, yes. <laughs> that weird spiral thing. Uh, Jackie Minley is in Carcosa now. Um, later, Arya stops by Spencer just to give her an update. Uh, we'll get into Spencer stuff later. Spencer's got Jason and Emily there. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's giving her an update about her going to meet with Duncan. Um, we'll come back. We'll, there's a scene we'll get into this more, but earlier in the episode, though, uh, when Duncan was going to stop by the the quad after school to meet with Arya, Arya had previously told Spencer about that that plan, and Spencer was like, "That sounds safe." Like in a way, like I approve. Mm-hmm. Like Spencer has fully assumed the leadership position. Oh, she always always has been the leader, but also but I, Arya is tiny, so she, Spencer's got to look out for her. Yeah, because Arya literally has to look up Spencer. But yeah, so she's letting her know the you know Spencer's house. So she's going to go meet with Duncan. Um, uh, I, the place is called like Howell Acres or something like that. Powell Acres. Yeah. yeah. What I love is that Arya specifically says "Hey" to Emily, who's there, but doesn't say shit to Jason. Yeah. She's like, I don't know you. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, so it turns out the place they're going to be meeting is an airfield, mm-hmm. and Arya's like, Oh yeah, after dark. Arya's like, Sorry, it took me a while to find this place. Uh, it turns out Duncan has a pilot's license. Which she finds adorable. She's like, what do you have, like, a pilot's license? And he's or like, yeah, like I, I have one. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Uh, he had apparently taken Allison flying quite a few times. Um, so he asks if Ari is ready, and she's like, ready for what? And he's like, ready to talk about Allison. And they're going to get an airplane to do that. A tiny mm-hmm. little airplane. Aria in the friendly skies. So cut to a tiny little two-seater where they're wedged right in very close to each other. Mm-hmm. They're up in the air above Philadelphia, flying around. And he says he took, uh, he took Allison flying whenever he could over that summer when she disappeared. Um, he could have been in love with her if someone hadn't gotten in the way. Well, because Arya's like, can I ask you something else? And he just, he he replies with, was I in love with her? It could have been. <laughs> so it's like, I guess you read her mind <laughs> or you just wanted to get that out there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so fascinating. That everyone asks people if they can ask them these very direct questions. Mm-hmm. So Duncan sense that there's somebody else, but he had Allie all to himself up here. Uh, flying out, flying made Allie safe and in control. And then this is one of my favorite parts of the episode when he's like, uh, Hey, why don't you take the stick? And Arya's like, no, thank you. And he says, if you really want to understand Allie, like, you know, you need to fly the plane. Yeah. yeah. And so Arya's flying a fucking plane. Yeah. <laughs> kind of scary. Um, the thing about Duncan, though, is that to me, he never really comes off as creepy. No, no, I, I wouldn't say so. He's like the exact opposite of like every Lucas, 
every Noel Khan, <laughs> every other like male character well, like th- under the age of twenty one. I think the reason why is because he's actually interrogating Arya here. Yeah, and she doesn't realize it for a little bit. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Arya Arya takes the stick and she's flying a plane, and there is a little bit of a gleam in her eye as she does it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, so- I got some dialogue here because. Okay. Sometimes there are scenes in PLL where you're like, holy shit, this is really important. I better write it down, you know? <laughs> so he said, Duncan says, she, she sat in that seat and I could see her face change. No masks, nothing to hide from or be afraid of. They couldn't get to her. And Ari says, who's they? And he says, maybe a stranger, maybe a boy she knew. And then turns and looks right at her. Maybe a friend. Yeah. And like, as he's like staring at her and she, like, there's like this slight, hint of panic on her face and the plane starts rocking and turbulence and she's like oh take the sick back and he's like no you know like he makes her fly the plane yeah and then he starts asking her what about this ian guy i read about in the papers like they say he killed her and left a note and ari says that she thinks the note is fake and that ian was trying to protect somebody and it's like at this point it's like now duncan he's he's satisfied with the answers he's gotten so he takes the controls back yeah um Duncan tells her that Allison had called him from Hilton Head that weekend, wanted him to fly her from South Carolina to a field outside of Philadelphia. Um, and he says that she was, when he, he did it, and that she was different that day, as if she had figured something out. And so this, the information this gives to Arya is that Allie was in town six or seven hours, hours before they thought she was. Yeah. yeah. I love so, that whole scene. Like, he's basically interrogating her. He's like, I'm going to make you take the wheel. You won't be able to concentrate on your, on the, you know, any lies you might tell. And so now I'm going to start asking you questions. Yeah. He does a good job there. Um, now this next scene, uh, if you also have the, any serious scotch, break it out. Yeah. I should say that that scene is a, a great little, uh, Arya's a, uh, drop in the bucket there. Oh yeah. Cause well, it's like he suspects Arya. Right. True. And Arya, she doesn't come off as entirely innocent. No. Like, when he's, like, maybe a friend, and, like, Arya, like, kind of panics for a second. Gulp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this this next scene, this is... Uh... <laughs> Ezra, man, he's... This is, a, this is a good Ezra episode. Yeah. So, we're, we're in Ezra's office at Hollis. Byron stops in, because he got the message that, uh, that Ezra wanted to talk to him. And so, Ezra says, uh, you know, uh, I'm about to call back the guy, you know, about the job in New Orleans. I just wanted you to hear my answer first. Since I'm you were so it. instrumental yeah. in, in, you know, my being considered. And Byron's like, oh, I wouldn't say that. And Ezra's like, oh, good. Well, then there should be no confusion when I don't take the job. Yeah. Um, and so Byron's just like, I think you're making a mistake. And Ezra's like, well, possibly. But it's not the mistake you think I'm making. And so basically Ezra's, his, his line of thinking here is that he could never take the job, even though it'd be a great job, without doubting and wondering why he took it. Mm-hmm. And he says, and I don't want you to have that kind of power over me. Byron is incredulous. Like, <laughs> Byron is like, oh, shit. This guy's way more alpha than I will ever be. And he's like, let's face it, he's get... not very alpha at all. Exactly. Where do you get the nerve to talk to me like that? After what you put my family through. And Ezra is basically <laughs> like, sorry about that. YOLO. He's like, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it's very condescending. It's, it's very like, I honestly couldn't give a shit about what I put your family through. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, and Byron like reiterates that Ezra needs to get the fuck out of town, and they start talking about like egos and dick sizes, and they're kind of like sizing each other mm-hmm. up. And then Byron just eventually shuts up and leaves. 
Yeah, Byron's like, well, I didn't think... Uh, you know, it's a shame you let your ego get involved. And Ezra's like, who's he going to be talking about? We'll get this in a minute, but Byron is going to go do the one thing that Byron knows how to do, which is go home and try to take this out on Ella. Because <laughs> that's what Byron knows. Um, but so after Byron walks off, Ezra doesn't like, doesn't like shut the office door or anything. He just picks up the phone, calls Arya, leaves her voicemails, asks her to call him later, and drops the I love you. Mm-hmm. He's, Ezra is very pleased and confident with himself now. The only thing that would have been better is if he made that, that left that voicemail while Byron was standing there. Oh, that would have been awesome. If he just like, <laughs> just like staring at him, like no look dials the phone yeah. and like, just like leaves a message. And then it's just like, hey, Byron, you know, smell my finger. <laughs> so, of course, we cut to Ellen and Byron arguing about fits mm-hmm. in the very dark, darkly lit hallways of their house. You get the impression that Byron has just come home and has probably off screen done this whole, you'll never believe what that monster did. Because <laughs> what we get, it starts off the scene of Ellis chastising Byron for how fucking stupid and weak his power play was. Mm-hmm. And Byron's like, oh, you know, you're on his side now. And she's like, no, I'm just, you know, I, you shouldn't be trying to strong him, strong arm him like this. And, and Byron's basically like, well, you went, you went to talk to Ezra, so that means he's getting mixed signals from you. Wait, she, she let it slip that she went to go see Ezra. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that she was able to communicate with him without using like, like threats that she couldn't back up. <laughs> but Byron's like, well, it's out of my hands now. Okay. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so Byron is like, yeah, you talking to him and me talking to him is giving him mixed signals. To which Ellis says, this family invented mixed signals, <laughs> which is true. Yeah, it's it's out of Byron's hands now. It's, it's apparently some sort of simple solution that's been you know staring them in the face. And apparently, Byron has taken. Uh, and Ella says it will not be so simple if she runs away or elopes. Yeah, yeah. She, I don't don't I don't think that Byron gets how complicated it all is. But he doesn't realize that he can't control his daughter. You know, right. like yes, you you can try to stick it to Ezra, but. That doesn't mean your daughter is just going to be like, oh, okay, I guess I can't date that guy anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it's not just that, too. Is Ella has been trying to get Byron to realize that you can go to the cops and make a big to-do about this, but Arya's name will be dragged through the mud along with well, and, and what do you think what do you think would happen after that, Byron? Like, okay, Ezra, like, you know, he, he goes to, to prison for a statue rape charge. Uh, what's going to happen to Arya there? She's just going to be like, oh, well, back to dating high school boys. Like, that's not going to happen. Well, no, I think Byron's job would be threatened too because he's vouched for this guy so much at Hollis. Um, and then they're going to either find out that either Byron has shitty taste in the like, colleagues or that all of his stuff, like recommending him for the job, yeah. was a part of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and for Arya, it's game on. She's just like, oh, man, you thought I was a bad girl before. And, and then just, yeah, just imagine though that Ezra is going to go to jail and some cop sits down with him and says, they do bad things to people who harm children. You should kill yourself as fast as possible. <laughs> if you get a chance, you should kill yourself. Lisa <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hale and Troy and Belisario, True Detective Season 2. <laughs> oh, I would watch the shit out of it. Right, how do we know we're not watching that already? Seriously. All right, let's talk about Hannah. Um, Talk Hannah the King in Yellow. Um, so we start off the episode in the Marin kitchen. Ashley's having a little argument with Hannah while Emily's just kind of sitting there, just like, "How much longer till I don't have to live here anymore?" Yeah. Um, Hannah needs a phone, <laughs> and, and Ashley's it, Ashley's like, uh, "No." Yeah, like Ashley's like, "You just destroyed your phone. 
I'm not terribly inclined to like get you a new one. Um, <laughs> like how Hannah says, that's like going around without a brain or shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shoes and brain, same thing. But yes, Ashley says that when Hannah's willing to give her some answers, she'll get her a new phone. So then we're at school. Uh, well, we cut over a little okay. semi thing here where Emily, like, Ashley, Hannah's like, well, what if there's an emergency? And, and Ashley's like, then you can borrow Emily's phone. And Emily's like, yeah, yeah, sure, you can borrow mine. And Hannah looks at her like, you betraying bitch. Like, you know, like, you're supposed to back me up on this. Yeah. And, and Emily's just like, well, what am I supposed to say? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's basically Ashley's like, you start talking, you get a new phone. Otherwise, mm. yeah. So, exactly. so cut to school. Mona is handing Hannah one of her old phones, and <laughs> she says it's really old, like six months. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's six months old. It's uh, it's on Mona's account. The, the bills to her account, so Ashley will never know. And then, like as a habit or something, Mona just starts like squirting hand lotion into the hands of all the liars. This is just a, a wonderful Mona moment here. She's as she's talking to Hannah about the, uh, the new phone and how it's built and all that at the same time, she's just like distributing like some like lotion or moisturizer to all the other liars, just like, you know, put, squeezing some into each of their hands. Like, mm. A true multitasker, yeah. But it's like this weird, like, caretaker gesture. Mm -hmm. And know, she says, what's the point gesture. of doing something for someone if it doesn't make you look good? Yeah, exactly. I'm already number one on the speed dial. Ciao! And she just walks off. She walks off, and Spencer says, if we could harness Mona's sense of entitlement, we could light the eastern seaboard. <laughs> but Hannah's ecstatic that she has not only a new phone, but she didn't have to bother Caleb about it, because he's still off in Montecito. Um, I feel like the, re the only reason that line was there just to let us know where Caleb was, you know? Yeah, yeah, really. Caleb won't be in this episode. He's in Montecito. Yeah. Otherwise, he would have been probably her number one. Hook Which, up. like, does Caleb, like, is he going to school somewhere? What's going well, on? Well, because the last episode, he was there for the weekend, which makes sense. That checks out. Now, it's, it's, yeah, who knows? His parents so rich that they're just like, here's my, like, airplane card or whatever. Just fly whenever you want. Well, I mean, it's not like Caleb can't hack into the school and change his grades. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, uh, he has a car in Rosewood, doesn't he? I don't think so. I don't know. It's all... He, Caleb's still like a junior, too, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, so, later, Hannah and Mona are walking down the hallway. Uh, and Mona, who is dressed fabulously, by the way. <laughs> I mean, she's like these bright, strange, colorful tights and this blue shirt and a weird belt. Mona only has a few scenes in this episode, but they're all wonderful. Mona is the the super bright, like, uh, uh, flumage, like, anti-Aria. Yeah. In so many regards. And she uh, says, frankly, I'd like to take that cane and whack her like a pinata. And talking about Jenna thing. And Hannah says, Mona. And Mona says, just kidding. Sort of. <laughs> um, yeah, Mona is pissed off that not only did Jenna poach Noel Khan from her, but she did it while blind. And what kind of crazy powers will Jenna think have if she can see again? Yeah. And she says that Spencer's lucky to be done of Toby in the house of creeps. And Hannah is trying to kind of stick up for that relationship. And Mona's just like, no, Spencer's really smart. And like, she said some things to me that really helped. Mm. Yeah. So Hannah I like that callback that, that they remembered that Mona kind of admires Spencer now. Yeah. Hannah wishes there was a way that they could, like, help out with all this. And Mona says, are we scheming? And Hannah's like, oh, I think so. So, like, smiley faces and Mona just immediately gets the texting. Yeah, because they want to try to get Toby alone for five minutes. And so Mona's going to help with this by texting. Uh, so we cut to Mona meeting up with Toby in, like, a spare classroom. 
and they're looking at pictures of that lame ass truck of his on a phone. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, Mona says that her cousin is going through a rockabilly phase, and she wants to get him like something authentic for his to complete the the ensemble, I guess. Yeah. The affectation. But Mona's the kind of person who thinks you need a new car for the phase you're going through. <laughs> um. So then Hannah shows up. Oh, we got a, just just one line where one of the pictures uh, that Toby's showing her is of the cassette player in the car. Yeah. And Mona says, "Look, a cassette player. How declasse." <laughs> so then Hannah shows up. Toby like grimaces because he's like, he, like he realizes that he's this is just a con to get you know a meeting between Hannah and Toby. Which come on, Toby. Nobody's yeah. buying your fucking. And Mona just takes off. Yeah. Um. So Hannah. I was like, what the hell, man? Like, you're just trying to hurt Spencer. Have you forgotten how Jenna hurt you? And he's just like, no. Did you forget what you did to her? Yeah, Hannah says, did you forget what Jenna did to you? No. Did you forget what you did to her? And Hannah's just like, no fear. Well, Toby's all, like, defensive in the scene. Because she's... Hannah's like, I know you're mad at Spencer, but, like, you can't, like, fall back into, like, Jenna thinks clutches. And Toby's just like, shut up about my sister. You have no yeah. idea what I'm doing or why. Which yeah. is so that like, that meeting didn't really help at all. No, um, and that's we'll get into the Hannah stuff later. But so rest of Hannah stuff later. But then there's Emily, who's most of the Emily stuff is Spencer stuff this week. Yeah, um, but it starts off with uh, they're at school and hands out her new phone. Uh, after everyone leaves, Emily gets a text. It just says, "M, I'm okay. Don't tell more soon, Maya." Mm-hmm. And then later she gets an, an email from Maya. Um, most of that email was nonsense. Yeah, let me see what I have here. Like, uh, uh, well, we find out in other scenes that Emily's dad emailed from overseas, and that Emily's mom is going to be back soon. Uh, Emily's Emily tells Spencer at one point that she heard from Maya. She's not sure if she should tell Maya's parents or not. Uh, right. But then later on, she gets a, a longer email from Maya. Uh, Maya's fine. She's just being super over dramatic in the email. She talks about how she loves Emily because she's still under pressure and Maya can never be like that. And all this like regret she has or how things could have gone but didn't go. And, and then at the end, another like, don't tell my parents. Uh, I'll talk to, you know, Mona, Maya will talk to them when she's ready. Well, which the super bitchy line of, I guess goodbyes are the only perfect things we get. <sighs> Fuck you. Um, well, you the know, whole don't tell my parents thing. Like, do you, or it's, is Maya's gold for her parents to make, to believe that she's dead or something like why why couldn't emily tell my my parents like oh just fyi i don't know where she is but she did email me so apparently she's okay yeah yeah really what's wrong with that maya why wouldn't you want your parents to know you're okay it's just interesting because the email is read in a voiceover by shay mitchell yeah um they didn't get bianca lawson to do a voicemail or do a voiceover um, so really let's get to the main thrust of this episode, which is Spencer. Mm-hmm. So early in the episode, Spencer kind of sees Toby at school, helping Jenna into a classroom mm-hmm. and she tries to kind of slink over there and talk to Toby a little bit. He's very cold. Uh, it's not, you know, he's, he's not really interested in chatting and we find out that Jenna had surgery in the one eye and they don't know if it worked yet. Um, they, they only do one eye at a time. Yeah. So the, when the bandage is off, they'll know if it worked. Um, yeah, Spencer says that she's surprised about seeing Toby and Jenna together. And she's saying that in this kind of nice way to get, like, just a conversation going. Mm-hmm. He's not taking the bite. 
But then she kind of steps up a little, gives him a little shit about doing things for Jenna again. And he's like, you know, she's been through a lot, worse than any of us, but that's coming to an end. You better get used to that idea. Well, I like how she's like unsurprised to see you together. And Toby's like, why? And Spencer's like, I don't know. Wait, yes, I do. <laughs> she ruined your life, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but Spencer can tell that, uh, that Toby's trying to hurt a little bit. And she says, you know, I've been thinking a lot about us lately. And he's like, isn't it a little late for that? And yeah. Then, of course, Jenna run- returns. He's not really interested in any reconciliations here. And then Jenna comes back out of the room she went into. And I like how she's like, Spencer, is that you? And Spencer says, yes. And Jenna says, I thought so. <laughs> and I like at this point, Hannah kind of sees what's going on and like ducks out of the way as Jenna goes by. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but Hannah looks over and she sees how hurt Spencer is by all this stuff. And that's kind of the segue into later, like, like Hannah wanting to get Mona involved and mm-hmm. fixing this. But, um, later we're at the hospital, uh, this is after the liars have witnessed Toby and Jenna talking to the fire department people. Mm-hmm. And, Toby and Jenna are talking about things they're going to do once Jenna's bandages come off. Jenna says she saw an old movie about an old lady who gets her sight back, and she wants every, you know, she wants her room to be filled with beautiful things when she gets her sight back. And and so Jenna says that she wants uh, everything she loves to be there when she takes off the bandages. You know, especially you, Toby, like grabbing his hand. Mm. And Toby's like mildly creeped out, and he says that a woman in the old movie is a mean old bitch. <laughs> um. And then Toby looks over and he sees Ren. Dr. Ren Kingston just doing his rounds. Yeah. Ren comes over and there's some kind of hard words exchange where Ren's like, I hope you didn't drink all that cough syrup. And Toby's just like, don't worry, I got a different doctor. And like, they're just like, I don't know, being, being bros here. But I like how Jenna just like holds her hand out to nobody and introduces herself. I, I like that you, how you heard that. Is he, I think he's actually asking, I hope you didn't take the cast off yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> that's that's how magical Ren's accent is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's like uh, uh, Jenna kind of like forces herself in there, partially because like she knows this issue is not only about Toby but about Spencer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she wants to have a little tactile sensation of of who is this person because she's gonna be doing her own tracking of him later. But um, yeah, once Ren leaves, Jenna says, "So that's Spencer's personal physician, huh?" I bet even a lie would sound good in that accent. You can tell Toby does not. Care. Toby like gets this look on his face like he just like pooped his pants. <laughs> yeah. I just wrote down LOL Toby. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's different from his usual. I just put my pants face. Mm-hmm. Um, so later we're at school and uh, yeah. like I just say Jen is basically saying like be honest Toby. There's a reason she cheated on you with that guy. I mean wouldn't you? <laughs> and Toby's like yes I would. Um the later school, Emily happens upon Spencer, who's like lost in a book or something. Um, and Emily can like sense without words that Spencer's preoccupied with thoughts of Toby. Mm-hmm. But I like how Spencer's just like, did I do this? Did I push him to Jenna? And it's like, well, yes. Yes, you, you did exactly that. But I mean, Emily says, you know, like, look, you broke it off of him to keep him safe. Like, don't feel bad. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not in control of this kind of thing. And, and Spencer's just like, it's like out of the frying pan and into the volcano. Because now he's back in the clutches of the Jenna thing. There's a lot of breaking up with people to keep them safe on this show. Isn't that how all breakups happen? Apparently. Um, Spencer then, you know, inquires a little bit about Maya. And Millie mentioned that she heard from Maya. We talked about that a minute ago. Um, the bell rings. They go off to class. Uh, Spencer and Emily run into Jason in the hallway. Jason De Laurentiis. 
he uh he's got some of Allison's things, things that uh that Maya's family had taken when they left the house. Um Maya, he says, dropped them off at the house. And Emily's like, What? And he's like, Oh, they were just left on the porch. Yeah, so he, he amends that. So we he assumes Maya dropped them off because they're left on his back porch. Uh one big one small bit before they had that conversation. They seem to be talking, Spencer and Jason, about the money. Because uh, she, she's like, uh, sorry, my resources are kind of low right now. And he's like, don't worry about that. I want to talk to you about something else. Yeah. So I think I think she's basically saying, like, sorry, I haven't paid you back yet. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, so uh, Jason then brings up that he saw in the paper that Maya was missing. And he's just like, what's going on with that? <laughs> Um, but later we're at, we're at Spencer's house. Spencer and Emily are going through that bag of stuff that Jason had brought over. This is when Arya comes over to give her update and mm-hmm. kind of get her approval from Spencer to go do this. And uh, they a lot of this stuff is wrapped up in newspaper. Well, I would say a, approval in, with that Arya bit, but also just FYI, you know, in case I go missing, this is where I'm going type of situation too. Well, also I think Arya is very much of the uh, – I know you guys probably talk about me a lot when I'm not around – like, let me update your conversation. This well, is where Arya will be. Because I think Spencer is concerned about Arya here. Like, she wants to know what Arya's plan is, and, and she's kind of telling her, like, okay, we'll do this and do this, and then call us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am kind of surprised they just let her go alone, to be honest with you, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so Emily opens up some of the stuff, and she finds, like, a music box in there that has, like, a little twirling ballerina, and it plays a song. It plays for release by Beethoven. There you go. Um, and then Jason says, well, Allison had that when she was a kid. And just then, Veronica Hastings walks in and sees uh, Jason De Laurentiis and awkward. It's like lightning strikes in the background, basically. <laughs> There's just ice, cold tension. And so Jason very quickly like makes some noises about why he needs to leave and is kind of you know, scooting on out of there. And as soon as he's gone, Veronica's just like, like, why did he come over here? And Spencer's like, well, I invited him. And Veronica says, well, don't ever invite him over again. It, it complicates things. And Spencer says she's trying to uncomplicate things. But Veronica came down that same hallway, the hallway that only like like Veronica and Peter come out of. Mm-hmm. We saw that hallway in the last episode. But I just want to go and go back now. I'm sure it's happened, but like, did we ever really see Veronica or Peter come down the stairs? They only come from that hallway. Well, it's not clear exactly what's up the stairs besides Spencer's bedroom. Yeah, yeah, really. I, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil anything but at some point in a later episode we find out there's a third story of the hastings house which is phenomenal um i would love to see the floor plan yeah seemingly it's never ending um yeah so so jason's left you know like he says he's left before he's saying you know do stuff in the back porch when you if you bring it back if you don't want to keep any of this stuff um so spencer's saying to her mom like are we just supposed to go back to the days before we all knew about this thing? And Veronica's like, let's go further back if possible. It's like, yes, further. <laughs> um, so we, we get a shot where we're panning across all the weird shit that was packed up in this bag. There's like a, there's a little plane toy. There's that voodoo doll that she got on Halloween. The there's thing. Yeah. some various girly shit, some anal beads that mm-hmm. Spencer's kind of pulling apart and putting back together. And she mm-hmm. says, it's just stuff, disconnected stuff. Because yeah, Spencer and Emily were disappointed because they really felt like there was going to be a clue. They were like, where's the clue? Yeah. Um, so later, Spencer's packing up Allison's shit. And uh, Veronica's worried about Jason coming back over for it. And Spencer says, well, no, she's going to go take it over to him. And so Veronica says, well, don't go inside. You just drop it off and come right back. Mm-hmm. 
So they argue about Jason some more here. Ver Veronica basically just wants to ignore the whole situation where Spencer wants everyone to like share what they know. Uh, and Veronica is like, do you think that boy has his family's interests in mind? And Spencer says, that boy is my brother. Well, Veronica implies that not just Jason, but that all of the the, the De Laurentiis are just trying to blow shit up. Yeah, they've always had like ill intentions. Yeah, uh, and so at this point, Spencer brings, or I'm sorry, Spencer brings up how uh, how she suspected that her dad was being blackmailed, and she's like, "Did Dad tell you about this?" And I like how Veronica gets very lawyer, lawyer lawyerly here. She says, "You talked to your father about this. What did he say?" <laughs> like, so she like gives nothing away, you know. And so Spencer gives a, a brief recap of that situation. Now she like she thought it. She doubted her dad, and then she believed her dad, and then she doubted him again, and then she learned about a PI that her dad hired to investigate Melissa. Mm. And, and then Veronica is like, for a moment there, I thought, ooh, she's really surprised to hear about that PI. Mm -hmm. But no, she's surprised to hear that Spencer knows about the PI. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, cause she, she's like, she's in lawyer mode here where she's very vague and not offering a lot of information, but she does give out that the PI wasn't, Peter's idea. It was her idea. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, so uh, later Spencer gets back from Jason's place, who was not there. She just left the shit on the back porch, as, as instructed. And she found that Hannah was waiting in the bushes to talk to her. Hannah wants to, you know, attempt to speak to her on, on uh, about her attempt to speak well, about Toby on her behalf. Hannah's inside now, eating some peanut butter out of a jar. Yeah. Like, there's some some crackers and milk to go along with that, but I think Hannah was just going right out of the jar. Like, fingers in the jar? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Hannah is like, you know, like, as they're talking on the couch, Hannah's like sitting on a newspaper and she pulls it out and she well, says. We should mention the, the reason for all that. Hannah's worried that she screwed things up with Toby further. Yeah. And Spencer's like, don't worry. Like, it can't get any worse. I, I really wanted Spencer to go off like another, like, uh, like soliloquy mm -hmm. about how she, like, smashed Toby like a jigsaw puzzle that was irrevocably fucked. Um, but yeah, Hannah picks up this newspaper, has Michelle Obama on the cover. And she says, you can tell times are tough because Michelle Obama wore that same blouse two years ago. <laughs> and at first, Spencer's just like, what the fuck? And then she looks over and she sees that the newspaper is actually from 2009. It actually is from two years ago. And so what this means is that uh, all the news, this is newspaper that was packing up things in the bag. They assume that Maya's parents packed up all the stuff and put it in this bag. But this newspaper says otherwise. It looks like Allie was the one who packed all this stuff up and put it in the bag. Yeah, because it's all from summer of 2009. Mm -hmm. um, and in the newspaper they have, there's some the sections are highlighted. Yeah. The game is afoot. So mm -hmm. Spencer instructs Hannah to go to the backyard, to go through the backyard, get the bag off Jason's porch while she like rounds up Ari and Emily to, to help out while she's going yeah. to get more of the stuff on the trash. I love that this is the instructions that, that Hannah can accomplish. This is what Spencer trusts her to do. Go next door and pick up a bag. Yeah. Got to yeah. get all that newspaper and look for more clues. Spencer says, we were looking in the bag for clues, but really we should have been looking at the whole bag as a clue. So Hannah goes next door to the back. This is like the back porch of the dealer at his house. Uh, gets the bag, but then like hears like a weird noise, like a big thump or something from inside the house. So she's peeking inside and there's like a, there's like a glow coming from the window like yeah like a murky glow. like the back door has a window on it and there's like a murky glow coming from inside and then suddenly you know jump out of your seat jenna thing slumps up against that door window yep glasses off uh but she still has the, the bandage on the one eye and she looks like she's all like passed out and fucked up and she like kind of slumps against the window and then slides down it 
when you realize that there's a fire inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hannah starts like, like she drops the bag, she starts like struggling to pull Jenna out. Just then Spencer comes showing up. It's almost as if Spencer didn't trust Hannah to pick up the bag correctly. <laughs> yeah, cause she's come over too and she kind of sees what's going on. And so they, they both help drag Jenna thing away from this house. And just as they kind of get clear, the house blows up pretty much. Yeah, the whole back of the house blows up. And so it's her hand or just like WTF. Um, and so, Jenna the whole time is like passed out. Yeah, yeah. Let me die. Um, later, Jenna wakes up in the hospital asking for Toby. He's there. He gives her the sunglasses. Um, Toby I like asks, how she, she puts them on immediately. And it's like, ah, Jenna yeah. thing is Jenna thing again. We don't have to look at her creepy fucking eye. Yeah, yeah. Like Darth Vader, like waking up after from a coma without his mask on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, uh, Toby asks her how she ended up in the house, and she says that she got a text from Jason who said that he needed to talk to her. Toby was gone, so Jenna took a taxi over to the dealer rent's place, and once she was inside, she realized there was a fire. Uh, well, somebody, she went over to the place, knocked on the door, somebody opened the door, and so she went inside, but that's all she remembers. Like, presumably somebody, like, knocked her out at that point. Yeah. Uh, she woke up, and she couldn't see anything, and, but mind you, Jenna's like delivering a, a nice little monologue here. She's crying as she says this. You know, it's 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 more touching a movie than we're making it out to be. But but the same is she's also asking because because you, you the DNA of those characters you don't trust her. She's mm. asking questions like the house caught on fire, right? Yeah. On she woke up and she couldn't see. There's smoke in her lungs, and and she's like, "Well, how did I get out? Like, was it Jason?" And Toby says, "No, it was Hannah." And then Jenna is like, she's seriously surprised and almost like disgusted to hear that. <laughs> um, well, this is, uh, I feel like this is full circle for these two characters. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, It kind of had to be Hannah who rescued her. Yeah, I mean, if only Hannah could have woken her up, like slapped her across the face a few times and been like, this is Hannah, in case you couldn't tell. Um, so out in the hallway in the hospital, like in the waiting room... Uh, Arya is like filling the other girls in on what she learned about Allison on the day that she disappeared. From Hannah Dun- and Emily. Spencer's not in this. Yeah, Spencer's not yeah. there. Uh, Arya is wearing this kind of like adorably weird like fish dress. This mm-hmm. knitted fish big top. Um, Ashley shows up, relieved to hear and see that Hannah's okay. Mm-hmm. So they, they hug and Emily is kind of like watching this and taking note like, hmm, parents care about their children. Hmm. <laughs> What's that like? Yeah. Um, but so all the all the liars know now from Arya that Allie was in town much earlier than they they thought originally. They never actually saw her get off the bus that she claimed to take. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a little exam room. Ren is delicately taking like a piece of something out of it's Spencer's like glass hand. shrapnel out of Spencer's hand. Spencer's goddamn tough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's like very just like gingerly taking that out of her hand, and she won't need stitches just to be cleaned up and get some antibiotics. And this once- is, can I just interject? Yes. We we often joke about how like Spencer's like gender reverse. Like this is totally like the in a, in a normal movie, this would be like the guy has some sort of flesh wound that like the hot nurse chick is like uh, patching him up. Yeah, but it's it's yeah. always the other way around with Spencer, where yeah. she's got the uh, her own like nurse bro like fixing her up. And that's what Doctor uh, Ren Kingston is. Is a nurse bro. Uh, he keeps holding her hand even after he's done, you know, doing his thing to it. He asks about Melissa, basically a small talk. And mm-hmm. then he says, So I hear that the carpenter is back. Or I see the carpenter is back. The carpenter is back. He is such like an erudite, posh little cunt, this uh, Ren. <laughs> the carpenter. Yeah. And Toby is Jesus. Just uglier. Toby disappeared for three days and then he arose. <laughs> he rose from the dead. 
Uh, uh, he says that Jenna was not what he was expecting, which, what were you expecting? Yeah. Well, I mean, he would have seen Jenna. She came to visit Toby when he was in the hospital before. Mm-hmm. Interesting line there. I don't know if it has more meaning or not. Yeah. Um, and then Ren says, I hate to tell you this, but you have a very complicated life. Mm-hmm. And Spencer says, the condition is hereditary. There's, there's not a whole lot I can do about it. And Ren's kind of suggesting that, like, well, you know, things just keep, keep, uh, seem to keep bringing us together. I haven't even been drinking. And uh, I remember when I first learned to speak English, too. Yeah. Spencer says, don't confuse fate with just really bad luck. Which kind of steps on his dick a little bit there. And then, so then Ren says, you know, as much as I hate to do this, I must ask you a direct question. <laughs> do you want to agree that certain things between us never happened? Well, I, I love Spencer's response to this. She's like, no. No, I wouldn't take it back anything. Which is interesting because I always kind of infer that Spencer must find Ren a little bit gross because I find him totally gross. But she doesn't. No, and I, I think her saying that is saying like, no, I'm I'm okay with what I've done. I, I know I haven't always been like the greatest girl and I, you know, screwed over Toby, but I'm not going to pretend that it didn't happen, you know, like. She's she's fine with her actions. She's glad she got to make out with Ren. She's not going to apologize for it. Well, I think also Spencer is like a lot of people. She doesn't want to be a princess. She mm-hmm. wants to be a little bit of a bad girl, too. And Ren's kind of let her flirt with that. Because he is, as the British would call, a great big pussy. <laughs> um, so later, Jason's in the waiting room talking to Arya, which I was mind blown. Like, because she's completely like like ignored him earlier now they're like talking like they're the best of buds and he's wondering you know why was jenna in his house uh he was halfway it would make sense for him to talk to her because remember how they like almost dated like a month ago or so which yeah yeah but like it's like she completely blew him off earlier like because Mm -hmm. uh, yeah anyway um he was halfway to scranton when he got the call that sounds suspicious to me it almost sounds like i was halfway to my alibi when i got the call yeah yeah I can't hear the word Scranton now and not think of the office, though. Yeah. Um, but apparently, we got a good chunk of the house is damaged. And then uh, Veronica shows up and just gives Jason a really shitty look. Yeah, but then there's like some, there's a little bit of eye chatter there. Uh, uh, Arya is just like, well, I better go talk to uh, Mrs. Hastings because you're dog shit in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Arya, Hannah, and Emily go talk to Veronica. Eventually, well, th- this, I would say, is where the eye chatter happens is. The, our, the liars go to fill Veronica in on, like, Spencer's situation. I like how I think it's Hannah's pointing to her palm to, like, yes. kind of gesture what, what happened to Spencer. And, and this is where Veronica kind of, like, looks over at Jason. And and she's just, you know, she's looking at her Jon Snow there and, and contemplating what to do with him. Yeah, exactly. Um, just a side note, FYI to myself. Remind me to put, like, a, a Hannah does charades scene in my Kindle World's PLL story. Because I feel like that would be wonderful. <laughs> um so yeah eventually yeah jason just goes over and he sits down and talks to veronica he's the more he's the bigger person of the two he's gonna figure this out somehow we get a brief scene here where emily calls maya's parents to let them know that maya's okay and that she got an email from maya so emily yeah, emily has decided after seeing these other uh, familiar reunions that maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for maya's parents to know that maya's still alive well, because Emily's just not as terrible as her former girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, so Toby comes Toby comes and gets Spencer, and he says that Jenna wants to talk to her. All should, of the girls, in fact. We should mention that Spencer witnesses Jason and Veronica talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Jenna wants to talk. Bring all the liars in. 
So in the hospital room, Arya tells Jen that Jason was miles away and that someone else sent that text. Um, and then they, Spencer and Emily immediately assume that she is, she thinks that, or she's blaming them for sending the text. And Jenna says she doesn't and she's crying. And at this point, Toby's like, well, I think you guys should leave. Yeah. But Jenna's like, she's like, no, I want to talk to Hannah. Yeah. So she, she asks Hannah a question. I've, I feel like she almost wants to say, like, Hannah, can I ask you a question? Well, she says, Toby, or Toby said that you were the one who dragged me out. Is that right? And Hannah says, yeah, it was me. And just crying as she says it. This is great, great delivery here. Jenna says, why? Hannah pauses and just says, you're welcome. <laughs> just badass. Well, uh, this is, to me, this is another moment where you flip it around and see it from Jenna's side. And it's, it's gotta be confusing. You would, you would have always assumed that like Hannah would have let you burn to death. And for some reason, she's the one who saved you, you know? Yeah, true. Um, so then later we're in Spencer's room and the girls are going through Allison's shit again. They, uh, they assume that I, I love it about this too, is you, you really get where these girls' mindsets are. They assume that A obviously sent Jenna to that house. If, you know, Jenna isn't actually A herself. Mm. I love it. They, they rarely ever invalidate one suspect when another suspect yeah. like, takes the forefront in their thoughts. The, like, they're they, also assuming that Garrett could have been the one who did it. Yeah, they really, they really think the entirety of the NAT club is A, mm-hmm. just because it, it's a, it's a good catch-all. Um, Emily points out that uh, Jenna was supposed to die in there. Yeah, and they're all like, "Hmm, that was well, they, that was some serious shit." Yeah, they, they, they said they point out that Garrett can't be t- happy that Toby is back in that house of Jenna, which is weird. Um, <laughs> like Garrett's like jealous. Just a, a quick reminder of the incest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. Amongst the shit in that that bag of stuff, they find a half a postcard with a number one on the back. And like a picture of like a motel on it or something. Right. And then one of the newspapers is from the end of August 2009. And then they... From uh, like Labor Day weekend when Allie went missing. Yeah. Yeah. They they find something like advertising some kind of like gazebo concert thing. Uh, and they hi- at the gazebo. Yeah, the gazebo. Uh, they hypothesized that Allison was going to go basically meet somebody there. And that's where she was when they thought that she was on a bus back to town. Mm-hmm. The uh, music box starts playing. Fur Elise takes us into the A tag. Just a kind of like lightly dragging a hand over like some plants and bushes. Mm-hmm. It's a very weird thing with the, the, the Fur Elise playing as A is kind of like rubbing their hand along some bushes and, and plants and then we see that A's at the uh, the wreckage of Jason's house and plants a police badge in the ashes. Just yeah. kind of puts it there. Yeah. So I can assume that's either Wilden's or Garrett's police badge. Very interesting. And that was it for Eye of the Beholder. Mm-hmm. Two to go, folks. I really dig the uh, just this like last final push of season two. There's just some great episodes here. Love the Arya stuff in this. Love the scene with Jenna at the end. It's kind of a not quite reconciliation with the liars. Right. Yeah. It's, Something uh, close. You really like stirring up all the elements as the end game for season two comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to next week's episode. I always just find it fascinating when Jenna is, is vulnerable because it's such a reversal from her usual character. I really wonder though, do does the intended audience like really pick up on that? I really hope so, but mm-hmm. I wonder. Yeah. So next week, if these go- if these dolls could talk, mm. 
follow me and end up like me. Next, the next episode's phenomenal. It's yeah. it's wonderful. Uh, this is like it's the the next two episodes are basically the one two punch to close out season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. So we will be back next episode. Until then, have a good one. Follow us and end up like us. Bye bye.